finances uh, it's a controversial topic it's an interesting topic it's something that uh, has been in the market and has been in the news for a very long time and still i guess i would have to say like mm, the majority of the people out there they do not know about financial financial education they are not financially educated they do not have a clue where their money is going and coming uh, so all they care about is getting a paycheck and then spending all that money throughout the month or some of the or the other category of the people they can they may not spend everything they might just save it in a bank account and just keep it there and they do not know how to like that they have to invest it and then there is a category that they know that they have to invest it but they don't know how and where so we have all kinds of people and uh, all of this all of these categories these classes boils down to one thing is finances and financial education this i cannot uh, emphasize enough on this topic because uh, i am the first hand victim of uh, this uh, problem that i my financial education is very very low and even though i know that i am I, ha- i am still not working on it and that and why is that because i am i'm already an adult i have already grown into a 25 year old man and uh, at this age doing something having that level of commitment towards something is very very hard unless and until uh, it has been with you for a long time uh, or you are very passionate about it so i'm not that passionate about my money uh so for me uh first thing that matters is like doing learning and uh, applying that that's it so finance um, i have kind of uh kept my finances on a pause you can say that but because of this i have lost a lot of money so i have worked more than uh 2 years and 6 months now i guess and uh, in these 2 years and 6 months I haven't saved a single buck I haven't saved a single rupees or single dollar and on top of that I am in a debt of EMIs and that comes down to 15400 rupees per month uh, I'm not sure how much would that be in dollars uh, but that is a pretty good amount uh, for me like a pretty large amount for me uh, considering my salary is only 25k and i am spending 15.4k on uh the emis i am down for every single month 15.4k so i have not saved and instead i am in a considerable debt a significant debt and uh, i guess all this would have been all this headache would have been saved if i would have known about financial education if i would have been financially educated but i wasn't and uh, the reason for that is first of all the government uh, they doesn't want the government the rich all the people on the top they do not want you to uh, get financially educated they have designed this whole education system in that way that uh, it's impossible it's almost impossible for you to finance financially learn about all these things because that way they can be rich they can stay rich and they can get even more rich and you on the other hand will stay poor you will continue to work for them and that's why all this has been designed in a way but 
thanks to today's internet thanks to today's decentralized world there are a lot of people now who are learning themselves about financial education we have more than 7 million millionaires i guess that are self made every year so uh, thanks to all this uh, internet thanks to that uh, thanks to the information that we we all have in our hands that we are taking control uh, in our own hands and uh, one of the person that uh, doing that is debra soyer uh, the podcast uh, the guest on my podcast today and uh, she has learned about this uh, first hand like she has uh, had a very bad and personal experience regarding this which has forced her to do something like this she has her own company where she teaches young kids about financial education and uh, it's mostly uh, targeted towards young kids young kids she also teaches uh, adults but uh, it's mostly specifically targeted towards kids and why is that is because as i said my own story that uh, even though i am trying to save money i'm trying to learn about it i am still not i i, I don't want to do it i'm not passionate passionate about it because i have crossed that age i'm a man now and uh, at this age doing something is very very hard but if you teach something from a very younger age it's going to stick with you like uh, in in our case debra what she does is she teaches her kids uh, about finances by uh, kind of uh, for example her kids they do something and they are they they are paid a small money or small reward about something if their if they if they if her kids they have to buy something uh, for a friend or for a birthday party so she doesn't just give them money okay go buy it she asks them to work for it and use their own money so that's just one example that's how she teaches her own kids and uh, she has taught more than 300 kids and uh, that's a wonderful job she is doing a wonderful wonderful job i think that's great that's an unorthodox story and if you want to know more about her story why is she in this and how is she doing it uh, please listen to the podcast and uh, i'm going to leave it be i'm going to give you guys uh the let's jump into it i guess yeah All right guys so welcome to another episode of everything in orthodox and today with me is a very special guest her name is Debra and uh, I mean let's uh, Debra please uh, go ahead and give an introduction what you do and uh, like what are we doing here today please Oh thank you Saeed for having me I appreciate it so my name is Debra Soya I do all things money literacy or financial education for kids uh, of school age 4 to 16 young adults 16 and above and specifically women. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right, thanks. Thanks thanks for the introduction, uh, Debra. So, uh like before we get started, I mean, uh let's get I mean, let's start from the beginning. So for example like uh, I am yeah. doing this uh this podcast or I'm like making YouTube videos so we all do something for a reason right like except yes. for our day jobs like where we have to get the money for some like for our daily things for our paychecks but uh when we do something on our own something that we care about uh something that is mm-hmm. that we are passionate about uh mm-hmm. that isn't because of something that happened like randomly as because of some reason something that triggered inside of us right yeah. and only when yeah. we are very yeah. 
careful and we are very passionate or we are like we want to work for that thing and we cannot see that thing fail so uh, the thing that you started this podcast what what triggered inside you why like where did it start what happened what was your trigger yeah, yeah. good question i love it <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Okay, so mine pretty much started, I would say, um, probably trace it back to my 20s, in my 20s, early 20s, when I came back to the United Kingdom after being out of the UK for about 16 years. So though I was born in the UK, I left Mm -hmm. when I was pretty young and came back. And coming back after so many years, everything had change really you know I was an adult now I was working and I remember my first job I was paid a good salary I was a university student as well and I came across somebody I was working with who used to talk about finance quite a lot so I asked him I said look this is my first job what should I be doing and he said to me you know Deborah let me give you three key pieces of advice Mm-hmm. And those three key pieces of advice was when you get a chance to buy a property, if you can, whilst you are in your 20s, buy one, which I did. The second mm-hmm. piece of advice he gave me is if you can join the pension scheme where you work, which is where we worked together, um, join it, which I did. And the mm-hmm. third piece of advice he gave me, he said to me, do not take out payment protection um, insurance, which was a type of insurance we used to take out um, yeah. some 20 years ago for, you know, certain things you buy, certain financial products you buy, you take it out. Well, I didn't take the insurance out, as he said. And fast forward 20 years after that, the government decided it was illegal for um, financial institutions to ask their customers to pay for payments protection insurance which people had to claim back so those were the three uh, pieces of advice I was given and then kind of fast forward into my late 20s when I uh, finally got married and um, I'd already been practicing so many very good um, financial um, habits and some bad ones as well let me just be honest with you Um, it wasn't perfect and it still isn't perfect but I practiced more good money habits and got married. But sadly, I'd married someone who was the opposite of me, complete opposite, where <laughs> I was quite savvy with money. He was just the opposite. But um, I can laugh about it now. Um, those differences between us led to major arguments with money in our family. We had mm-hmm. two daughters together. And the arguments escalated into violence. And what I mean violence, I mean domestic violence. And I was the one who was at the receiving end. And mm. so when that went on for a few years, eventually it became so dangerous for me to be there, we had to um, part company. So that destroyed my whole man- marriage, really. But we had two daughters. So having two mm. daughters who were watching two parents doing different things confused them. So because I was raising, yeah, because I was raising two daughters after that, my job was to rectify what had gone wrong with them. So I started teaching Mm -hmm. them to be more smarter with money 
And that is where the passion for teaching kids came from and the passion for teaching young adults. And being a woman myself, it made sense for me to target women as well. So that's where the hunger for financial education comes from. Uh-huh. So I guess you have had a real life experience. I mean, uh, most of us just uh, like read a, uh, read some post or like go through some course yeah. uh, where they actually like then, then they start financial this one, uh, education, mm. financial learning. But uh, and you have had a, I have to say you have had a pretty serious like life lesson where you, which has yeah. taught you that this is important and that's why you imparted that thing in your daughters and then you're helping a lot of other people a lot of young adults and uh, teenagers to yeah. learn about money exactly. that's wonderful uh, that's great yeah, okay you. and uh, <laughs> like you already said that uh, i mean it started from the 20s and then 20 years forward and then about your marriage and uh, how it how it all happened yeah. so but uh, all through this, like whatever you have experienced, uh, the point where it all started and the point where you are now, what change do you see in your life has made, like oh. this decision has made in your life? Oh, okay. Um, it's made a huge difference, you know. Um, when I spoke earlier about having my first property in my 20s, if I didn't buy my first property in my 20s, that was way before I got married. I wouldn't have a home that I live in now because I um, used my first property as leverage to buy the property where I am. So I was able to draw out um, some equity from that property to put it down as a deposit uh, where I live right now. Um, it also opened me up to just looking more into investment in terms of property, you know, um, get myself more knowledgeable about what are the best ways to invest. More importantly, I want to say that um, my children, you know, I've seen a, a marked difference, a huge difference in their understanding of money and finance. Uh, um, from seven years ago we're seven years down the line when my whole marriage went you know uh, wrong but they are such uh, different children now just their mannerism their behavior and their understanding so if I give you an example um, now <clears throat> that they are teenagers one is 16 and one is almost 14 they earn their own income every month by helping out at home and I pay them at the end of the month. And let me just say this to you, Saeed, when it's the end of the month, my children do not waste time in reminding me, mom, you owe us a salary, where is our money? But with that being said, when it comes to them asking me for things that they want, not things that they need because I'm responsible for providing their needs, but the things that they want, and I say to them, well, you have your own money to buy the little things that you want, like maybe an extra, you know, coloring book or some presents for their friends. They, their attitude is that, oh, I have to spend my money. And I say, yeah, you have to spend your money. And then they think about it again. I say, well, you know what? I don't really think I, I really want to get that thing right now. I think I'll just hold fire for a bit. And that's evidence that they are thinking about delaying spending money instead of now, now, now. Can you hear me, Saeed? 
Oh, hello. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> yeah, Deborah, I'm sorry for that. So, yeah. Sorry. Uh, yeah, so coming to the next, actually the internet dropped there for some, uh, for a few seconds. So. Oh, okay. We, uh-huh. Did you hear uh, the last bit? Oh, uh, not exactly. Would you mind please repeating the last part of this, the conversation that you started? Oh, okay. Um, so what I was saying is I was making reference to my uh, daughters in terms of, you know, uh, the difference it's made. And mm -hmm. um, I was saying that in the last seven years that I've been working on my kids, um, mm -hmm. they receive an income every month from me for doing work around the house, you know, little chores around the house. And yeah. they, they don't waste time. At the end of the month, I pay them what they've done for the previous month. But when the month ends, they don't waste time to say, mom, where is our salary? You know, where is our money? And so I'm teaching them the, to understand the life of work, earning, working for something and earning it. And um, when it comes to things that they want, not the things that they need, which is the basic necessities that I am responsible for, but extra things they want, like... They might say, oh, I want to buy my friend, you know, a birthday gift, which I would have done when they were young. But now I say to them, spend your own money. And they're like, we have to spend our own money. And I'm like, yeah, you have to spend your own money. They think, oh, mom, I don't think I really want to get that now. I think I'll hold fire or I'll get something for one friend instead of five friends. So that shows me that they're learning and they can understand the simple concept of, you don't have to have everything right now. You can wait. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. 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 Mm. And that, and that actually also like teaches them about the money, the importance of money, about spending yeah. your own money. What exactly like every single penny means in your life, and you have to earn it and uh, spend your own money. Absolutely. That's a whole different story. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, all right. And uh, uh, now that uh, like you're doing it and uh, like how many, how long has it been that you're doing this, teaching kids about uh, money? This will be the fourth year. I started late 2016. So we're in 2020. Yes. Almost four years. Wow. Actually, my next question was related to this. I mean, uh, now that like you have been doing it and I think you are pretty much into it. That's why you have been doing it for such a long time. Yeah. But uh, and do you think that you will keep doing it and why? Like what pushes you? Oh, okay. What pushes me? Um I'd say, you know, uh let me see what pushes me, what what motivates me. It's just the the look on 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 the young people's face. So far in the last 4 years, when I counted, I think we have taught about 300 over 300 children so far and um it's just seeing their face when you talk to them about simple things like um how do you think mcdonald's makes their money you know and they'll say burgers and chips and i'm like nah they don't make their money like that and they'll be like what you know or asking them you know um do you think having a credit card is a good thing or do you think credit card is free money and and they'll be like miss Yes, free money is just, it's the card, isn't it? And I'm like, nah, it's not free money, you know. So having those experiences with them always makes me look forward to teaching a, a new set of kids because the, the reaction is always the same. 
it's always the same. Yeah. All right. So basically, like the the way that you get the reactions from them, I mean, the uh, the the reactions that they that they don't know, and then you like you get to tell them. Yes. And you get to spread more and more about this, the knowledge and uh, the things that they don't know. That keeps you like going. That's right. Yes, it keeps me going. It's just a satisfaction. It's like a satisfaction. Like yes, they get it. And kids are kids are so easy to teach because they soak up information. They soak it up. You know. So yeah. Uh huh. Uh, and uh, why do you think like we should learn? about finances or money at like at a young age why is it that important i mean we we are of course going uh, we're going to have a job one day and we are going to learn about our money and finances how we can invest or how we can save money at that age yeah. I mean, or, or do we learn at that age or not is that just an illusion that we know but we actually don't um i think is it yeah it, that's just a it's a brilliant question the reason why it's important for us to learn about finance at a young age this is the way i look at it in simple terms we teach our we send our kids to school or we teach them at home homeschool whichever way they go to school they learn to um have a, a qualification and then perhaps a career or a profession after it uh, after they've mm-hmm. gone through maybe 20 years on average of education and they come out and our goal is for them to have a decent job to stand on, on their two feet. Mm-hmm. But we leave out money education when they are learning and expect mm-hmm. them to be able to manage it when they've got a job. That just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. They can't just know something without someone teaching them. You know, um, I know there are a few kids whose parents uh, teach them one or two things, but the majority of children don't learn anything to do with finance um, going through those 20 years of education. So teaching them now that they can digest and um, take information in and practice it makes absolute sense to me. It makes them much better um, individuals when they're older because they're, they're They've already grasped that knowledge from a young age. If you keep instilling the same thing into them and they keep practicing it, um, eventually mm-hmm. it just becomes part of their life when they become an adult. It's just, it'll be natural. I mean, you know, we've been exactly. kids before. Many of the things that our parents taught us still are with us now, whether it's finance exactly. or not. Yeah, You're so right. that's why. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because at that age we have a growth mindset, like our mind is still mm-hmm. growing. So, we can have those things with us throughout our life lives here. Yeah. Mm. Mm. That's great. And uh, like uh, kind of a question related to this is that uh, let's say that uh, if we do provide uh, financial education to young kids uh, and uh, like does that, would that change the dynamic that we have today in the world? Like uh, we say that more than 99% or 90% of the wealth is with less than 1% of the population. But uh, do you think that we can change that dynamic if uh, we do this, if we impart financial education in kids? Hi, Sai. Can you hear me? I think your internet might have dropped. Hopefully. It's not on this end. Let me just check. 
Yeah, okay, we're good. Oh, hello? Deborah? Yes, it drops. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, my bad. So, I was asking that uh, uh, that if we do impart the education, this financial education at, in, in kids at a younger age, do you think that is going to change the dynamic that we have today in the world where we say that more than 90% of their wealth is with less than 1% of the population? Do you think that is going to tip the balance like uh, at least of some, at least some, a little? Yes, I think so. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah I can. Yeah, I, I think it would. I, I certainly think it would tip the balance um, tremendously, to be quite honest, because if we have children who are born into families where they feel that, um, let me, how do I put it? If, if we have children that are born into families where no one is telling them that you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. You can create wealth. Let's just put it this way. You can create wealth, or what wealth should look like to you um, based on what you have and the circumstances in which you find yourself. You can even create more wealth. But you have to understand how to manage the small that you have, because if you don't know how to manage the small that you have, it really doesn't matter whether you have a job that is paying a million a week or a year, you'll never know how to manage that. So again, going back to the drawing board, starting them from young and then earning small amounts of money and making them understand that those small amounts of monies they make at a young age, if they start putting some of it away, imagine a 16-year-old putting away 100 pounds a year or 100 pounds a month from the age of 16, and they don't have to stop work until they're 60 or 65. That's quite a lot of money. And then if they were investing some of, some of that money. So yes, the dynamics can definitely change, but it has to start from somewhere. And for them to have an understanding that anybody, anybody can build, you know, the level of wealth. And wealth is not just about, I have to have 10 million in my account. Wealth is a, bit, a lot bigger than that. It could be experiences. It could be having education. It could be traveling, owning property. It's quite diverse. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, thanks for that. And, uh, like uh, when when it comes to this financial edu education, so what do you think are the practical ways that uh, like uh, that can help us? Uh, this financial education can help us. The practical ways that we can see in our daily lives, because like uh, we have all talked about financial education, and uh, I mean it's kind of a still a controversial topic whether we yeah. should have or not. Most of the people say that we should, but to make the people believe that it is going to help us it is going to have a positive impact on on our lives today and tomorrow yeah. what do you think like are the practical ways that people can see this is going to help us okay i like that practical ways we can see it can help us um for me if i give myself if i use myself as an example not even the kids um one of one of the ways that i'm able to have more money in my pocket is for me to know that um as as a woman i love fashion 
I love fashion. I love looking good. I love dressing up. You can't see me now, but I've dressed up and I've spruced myself up. But what I'm wearing hasn't cost me an arm and a leg. So mm -hmm. instead of me spending, you know, huge amounts of money on buying the most expensive clothes, I can still buy very nice pieces of clothes that you wouldn't mm -hmm. even know that I bought them either pre-loved, pre-owned or vintage. So mm -hmm. saving money on these everyday things, um, it adds up. It's not always about let me save a hundred pounds from my income or for my business, but making sure that money is not going out when it doesn't need to go out. Um, excessive, mm -hmm. excessive living. Um, practical things like when you go shopping, make sure that you have a shopping list with you so you stay focused on what you want to buy. If we are spending better, this is how I see it. If I'm spending my money better, I will be able to save a bit more. And then if I'm not using up those savings all the time, except if there's an emergency, I can divert some of that savings and invest it, which means I can then build wealth for myself, which is what I do. Mm -hmm. So it's all these practical everyday things, looking in your cupboard, shopping your wardrobe, wearing the things you have there. Many of us, I don't know what the percentage is, I have loads of new clothes in our wardrobe. We don't wear it, but we go and buy more. Um, uh, we've been in lockdown right now. Primark is open. All the other shops have now opened. And there's queues outside Primark. Why? What is it that we missed in the lockdown? What is it that we didn't have when we were, when we were locked down that we suddenly need that the shops are open? Or am I just going there for the sake of it, just to buy something? When was the last time you opened your kitchen cupboard and used up everything you have in your kitchen pan pantry, you know, yeah. before you go out yeah. and buy something else? So, yeah. Uh -huh. All right. I mean, that's a, like a different way to look at it. And uh, in fact, I like it the way that you look at it. Thank you. <laughs> and uh, so now that you have been doing this for uh, f like more than four years now, and uh, like, do you have any uh, um, success stories that you remember, like where you have helped uh, kids or maybe young adults uh, like reach their destination, their goals, where they have made a tremendous change in their lives and they have thanked you, like? Any such uh, stories that you remember, particularly, oh, yeah. specifically? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, with the kids, it's to me, it's lifelong. To uh, With kids, I can use my kids as an example. With the kids uh -huh. that I teach, uh, I'm not, not always privileged to be able to catch up with them afterwards. But uh -huh. uh, with the kids, it's it's lifelong. Financial education is not only I meet them, in 2016, they learn a few things from me and then they're going to become these super-duper adults. <laughs> have to keep learning. But with the adults, the adults, they need quick fixes because they've made so many mistake, mistakes over the years. So let me give you one example or testimonial. Last mm -hmm. year, I worked with a client who just wanted to tidy up her finance in terms of her debt. She had quite a lot of debt she had to sort out. And she had um, bought a car with um, I believe with her spouse and um, it was a, a higher purchase or car on finance and that mm -hmm. really was um, 
crippling her really financially she thought well this is a lot of money i have to pay i can't quite remember off the top of my head how much it was but um it was crippling her and one of the things i said is you've got a spare you've got a second source of income so she has a full-time job within the um within the uh health sector but she also has a small job that she's doing on the side and i said to her you know with the extra source of income you have if the car loan or the the car you bought on um finance is really bugging you that much then that's what you need to tackle divert some of that money that you're getting from your extra income and put in as much as you can on the higher purchase because interest is accumulating on that and that's the mm -hmm. biggest debt she had at the time and mm -hmm. so that was it and we talked throughout the year surprisingly she sent me a message the other day and she was quite happy for me to share it publicly she said look can you believe it in just under a year i've cleared off all of the debt that i have on my car all of it has been cleared off and now i'm working on i believe she wants to purchase a property that's the next thing she wants to do so now she's not only has cleared that debt on that car, she still has the car. She still has her income from her job. She still has the extra source of income from her second job she's doing. And now she's moving on to the next task, which she has to do. So that makes, it makes me happy. Like, you know, it's just, and it was an hour session, one hour session I did with her, but we were thought more than an hour, actually. We say an hour, but it's usually in about two hours. <laughs> That's wonderful, man. Uh, seriously, Deborah. I mean, uh, I mean, I guess that makes you happy because, like you said, that made you happy when. Yeah. Know, when it's about you, when it's something that you have started or what you own, and that makes some like that gives value to someone, or they that makes someone's life, and that I mean, yeah. nothing is better than that. Yeah, it's satisfying. Very, very satisfying. Yeah, and I, and and I guess that's the purpose of. Uh, all this that we do to help others to provide value to them yeah because that's the real happiness you can do something for your own you can just learn financial edu education to yourself and you can be happy with yourself but uh, yeah. when you spread that uh, to others when you think about yourself I mean, that yeah. level of happiness is like it's off the charts yeah it is <laughs> it is uh -huh. yeah. but and uh so I guess like we have covered this one, the history and the present and uh, yeah. the stories. And what uh, have you thought about the future of what you do? Yeah, yeah, I have. I, I definitely have. Um, I certainly would love to be able to take this to Africa. It's always been something of mine. I love to take it to Africa, the African children, because I am I am of African origin, and most specifically women who are market traders, tra women who trade in the markets, the open markets, you know, not mm -hmm. the supermarkets or the big business women, but the women who sell the fruits and the vegetables. They make a lot of money, but they also are not able to. Um, stand on the same level as other uh, traders in other parts of the world. And that's because of a lack of financial knowledge and competency and capability. They just take their money at the end of the day, their profit. And someone else shows, on their, shows up at their doorstep and says, 
you know, um, Mrs. So-and-so, something's wrong in my house. Please, can you, please, can you help me? Please, can you help me? And without them giving it any thought, they'll just say, yeah, I'll loan you the money, but they never get it back. And that's all of, all of their profit gone, you know. So, and they don't always reinvest. They wait to get the profit for the day. And that's what they'll use to, 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 you know, buy the next goods instead of expanding, getting more business, you know. So that really, for me, has always been something I've wanted to do from day one, going into the African market and um, helping the kids at school, plus also helping women who are market traders, because I'm a woman. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, a follow-up on that. So, I mean, uh, I, uh, I personally believe this. I've seen, like, for example, take the example of New Zealand, uh, the Prime Minister there, she has done a yeah. wonderful job in this, uh, the lockdown. Yeah. The way that she has handled this lockdown and the corona pandemic, it's remarkable. Like, yeah. And uh, even before this, uh, she has done, uh, I've seen her in the news uh, like quite a few times and uh, I've seen uh, how she has done this and what a wonderful and great job she has done this. And I personally believe that I think if the world has more and more women uh yeah leading leading these uh positions uh like coming into more the entrepreneur entrepreneurial world that's yeah. gonna help because i don't know i guess women women have this sense of how to do things women have women are more mature women are more organized women are more intuitive with respect yes. to these things and uh, i think we should encourage more and more women to join this that's uh, right this yeah, no, absolutely, Saeed, absolutely, Saeed. Sorry to interject because what the, you make a great point there. Um, I, not, I noticed when I first started money in financial education, I really opened it up to adults as well. So always young kids, young adults and adults. And I realized as I was going along that respectfully, and I want to say this very respectfully, that the way men handle finance and see finance is completely different. And that could be a topic for another day. It's completely different to the way women handle finance yeah. and the discussions they want to have. Women are more open. So I have a mm. community online of just women where we talk about financial education for themselves and their family. Men are not so open to it. And going back to your point, we are very, we, there's just something about us instinctively and, um, with maturing yeah. quite quickly, you know, yeah. that, that helps yeah. us be better at taking the lead in some things. And men also yeah. have their place in other things in life. Of course, yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, I was, um, I, I actually, I have another, this one, uh, I can say hobby that I write. And in fact, I was recently, I did two things recently. I had another conversation, uh, uh, like on a podcast, of course, with uh, a mm. guest. Uh, and uh, it was the same thing like uh, she's also a woman uh, and uh, mm -hmm. she's from the place where I am and I know her actually mm -hmm. personally mm -hmm. and the thing is that what she has done is really great uh, like we come from a place uh, where women are uh, like asked to like keep it low <laughs> okay mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't uh, like don't just you have given we have given you freedom but don't take advantage of that but that's actually just uh, another way of stopping them from doing things and she has mm. done at such a place on a large scale mm. she has in a way challenged the whole uh, locality community the state uh, that mm. she has done something different and uh, we had the same conversation uh, about this that more and more women should come out and 
mm. contribute to the world and uh, the other one is that i personally believe is that i think it's time that men have led the world for a very very long time and i guess according to me all we have seen is world war 1 world war 2 and more and more violence <laughs> so i guess it's time that we change that yes and like we haven't seen what what's going to happen with that so it's time we change that it's time we give the other side a chance to yes. lead the world because i think it's high time the world yeah. the world what we have we are seeing right now i think it's high time that we do something about it instead of just fighting over things that yeah. uh, are going to bring more and more destruction and yeah. pain that's right that's right that's right what 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 could go wrong said what could go wrong if we give a, a female a chance there's nothing could go wrong it's all a common goal right it's all for the betterment for all of us so what could go wrong you know i think it's yeah i know i i, I agree i think it's just male ego that's all we like that mm. uh, we have been living in a chauvinistic society that patriarchy mm. so mm. I, i don't think like that male ego allows them to just let it go mm. and uh, but that is a necessary change that has to go otherwise i don't know i guess we're all doomed <laughs> yeah <laughs> well, it is very funny <laughs> Oh, thank you so much for having me. You know, I had a wonderful yeah. yes. Yeah, it was a wonderful talk. And just before you leave, uh, what would be your like top three things, uh, top three tips maybe, or top three things that we should have in mind when we are dealing with our money or finances? That like the most, the holy grail of finances. Top three. Top three. Top three will be spend better. Uh-huh. Second one is save bigger. and the third one will be invest bravely once you do spend better you you save bigger and you invest with some bravery you know i know it's, it's scary but yeah that's that's a top 3 for me all right okay debra uh thank you very much for being on the podcast it was really lovely talking to you and uh, i hope that uh, we're going to have more sessions in the future where we can like dial down into the specifics or certain topics in finances yes. and uh, yes. hopefully that would be fun as well so yes thank, thank you, you so again. much and, yeah no problem uh, thank you have a good day bye-bye. have a good day bye bye bye